Hey, this is Steve. This podcast is all about making the gospel relevant to your life. That means discovering the good news of Jesus, no matter what you're going through today. Our church has set the incredible goal of reaching 150 people for Christ this year. And today, my friend and our church elder, Ken Can, brings a message about being available to God. And his story, it's hilarious, and it's also inspiring. Good morning, Orchard. Good morning to our guests this morning. Thank you for being here, as well as those that are joining us online. Man, great morning, isn't it? Amen. For some? For others? Yeah. So, hey, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you've traveled 515 north or south, but if you're heading north, going towards Lifetime Medical, or heading back into town, you know, they're doing some new road construction. And let me tell you, I, I'm just saying... The brand new road that they lay down in sections is worse than the existing road. So I don't know because the moment I get there, I move right over and I drive in the old lane again, right? Because the other one, it's just like you're, oh, okay, I'm, I'm heading on a new road. Boy, this is different. But uh, I don't know if that is the true new road, but it's, it's the same level as the other road. So if they're going to make any changes, the old's got, I mean, the new's got to come out. They got to replace it with the old. I mean, that's, but I'm just saying there. But hey, hey, do you know, and did you know, what? Yeah, did you know that traffic signs, traffic signs have existed since the Roman Empire? I mean, we're dating back 20 to 40 years BC. That's how long traffic signs have been telling you and I what to do. Isn't that something? And the very first stop sign was put up in Detroit, Michigan in 1915. Isn't that amazing? And it was made of wood. It was white and it had black lettering on it that said stop. And that's how they made the first stop signs, white with black lettering. It is amazing, isn't it? But this next, the next did you know that I had to share, I'm struggling with. I really am. This is really, this one here has frosted me to the point that, I, I, all right, I'm just going to tell you about it, all right? This next did you know has probably caused more accidents, more traffic violations, more hand signals from drivers. <laughs> I'm talking more things that you could have ever imagined. And this sign that I want to show you in just a moment and you might be able to kind of connect me. It's located at Malfunction Junction. I don't know, are you, got, are you all familiar with Malfunction Junction? All right, so for those of you who don't know, it, it's, it's First Avenue, right? First Street, where it's coming off of 52, and it's heading to 515. And if you get in the right lane there to head south on 515, there is a sign there that tells you what you need to do. There it is. Keep moving. If we were to change that sign to go, would that make a difference? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, so um, is it the sign that's the problem? I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> but 
I, I don't know, maybe it's the small print at the bottom of the sign where it says, you must keep moving. You must stay in this lane, accelerate so that you can merge with the traffic next to you, right? Or something like that. I don't know. But no, there's no small, there's no small writing down there. But it just says, keep moving. What's the problem? All right, so when we look at signs, what are signs used for? When we're looking at construction signs, what, what are they there for? All kinds of things, right? It says, I even look, I had to look this one up just to make sure. It says, to prevent mishaps from occurring. Safeguard vehicle users and pedestrians. I, I understand that, right? What else? Ensure that road users follow basic rules. It doesn't get much basic than that. Keep moving. All right, I'm not the only one, right? Are you, are you feeling me, right? Reduce the chance of committing a traffic violation. To give clear direction. I like that one, to give clear direction. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody pulled over there by a police officer because they didn't do what this was telling them. But I think we could change that just to a two-letter word if it made it easier. Go. <laughs> just go, right? Well, I know I got carried away, but um, that's how I feel. And we're going to be looking at it. I'm going to use this sign because I got so frosted up over this sign and seeing it this past week again. I said, I'm going to tie that into my message this morning, and that's what I'm going to do. So as we continue on this morning through our Light Your World series, uh, the title of my message is Evangelism, God's Mouthpiece. All right? There it is for you. Evangelism, God's Mouthpiece. Are you good with that? All right, I might get a little excited, but that's okay, right? You stay with me. And it's okay if you respond at any time, all right? All right, so as we move forward, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, so, hey, let's go back a little ways. Hey, everybody knew, right? Everyone knew that Moses was God's mouthpiece, right? Right? God would speak to Moses. He would tell him what he needed to share with the people, right? So everybody knew that Moses was God's mouthpiece. But one day, Moses had a helper, Joshua. Worked with him all the time, the whole time he was growing up. Well, Joshua came up to Moses and he said, Hey, listen, Moses. He said, I, there's some other men that are saying words from the Lord. And he said, I don't think that's right. He said, they need to stop. Well, what Joshua didn't know is that God was already talking to Moses, okay? Because we got a lot of whining and complaining that were going on with the people, right? They were a little frustrated over the manna that was being provided to them each and every day, all right? And then Moses, he's whining to God because he says, why am I the only one that has to carry this burden? Why am I the only one that has to meet with all these people and talk with them, settle them down, love on them? You know, why me? And so Joshua didn't know that God and Moses were already having this conversation. And so God told Moses, he said, Moses, I want you to choose 70 men. 
that would be an elder and or leader and he said I want you to bring them to the temple I will come down and I will meet you there and at that time I will take part of the Holy Spirit that is in you and I will place on these men as well and so that's what's kind of cool and so this next verse that I want to share with you kind of lines that up a little bit and so let's look at at what Moses ended up saying to Joshua in Numbers uh, chapter 11 verse 12 29 sorry and he said but Moses replied are you jealous for my sake I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all wow check that out is that not pretty is there anything that you see in there that Moses didn't even know about that God was going to do in the future so not only did God use Moses as a mouthpiece to speak he used many many other people that he had appointed to be his mouthpiece but this was so cool to me that that Moses said boy he said I wish that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all and Moses didn't know that that's what God's plan and that's what he was going to do through Jesus that is so cool when we look at the Old Testament and see something that Moses didn't even know about then but he spoke it right there and that is so cool when we think about that because that puts us exactly where you and I are today God has placed his spirit in us we have his spirit in us those that are following Christ those that have repented those that have been saved God has placed his spirit in you so what we want to do from this very moment right now the first blank on your page I want you to fill it in the first blank is God uses people as his mouthpiece you got it God uses people as his mouthpiece just like he did with Moses and all those that he appointed then and now in the New Testament and what he's done through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in placing his Holy Spirit in us awesome we're his mouthpiece all right so let's look at that so if God uses people as his mouthpiece what is evangelism What's evangelism? What do you got? What do we do? We proclaiming, right? Proclaiming the gospel, right? So that brings us to our very next fill in the blank. I'm going to work through these pretty quick here, but I want to make sure we get them all aligned. So the next blank on your page is evangelism, proclaiming the gospel, right? So we know that, that God uses people as his mouthpiece evangelism proclaiming the gospel so if we as followers of Christ believers are proclaiming the gospel what is the gospel the good news right it's the good news and what is the good news the good news is Jesus Christ right 
So that's the next blank on our page. So we're right to blank number three, right there. So the good news, Jesus Christ. So it's all lined up for us right there, right? We know that God uses people as his mouthpiece. Evangelism, proclaiming the gospel. The good news, Jesus Christ. Let's look at, at Matthew. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20. Here it is. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's that word. There's that word. And what does it say? It says, therefore, keep moving. Okay, I'm not going to change the gospel. I'm not going to change scripture. But, but if we could maybe put in parentheses right next to that word, keep moving. Would that help us? Yes. Probably. All right, we're going to stick with go. All right? <laughs> go. All right, two letter, two letter word. Therefore, right? Because Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, He's telling us to go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of of the age wow when you think about that end of the age do you know that the disciples even believed that they were in the end of the age they, they firmly believed that so if the disciples believed that they were in the end of the age then do you believe that we're in the end of the age still today and why is that why are we still in the end of the age? Because what? Because Christ has not returned. Wow. So let me tell you, evangelism for the believer, for you and I, should be thrilling. It should be a thrilling privilege that you and I have to share Christ with others. And it also should be an urgent priority. And the reason why I want to identify an urgent priority is because of this, the end of the age. It is coming soon. It will be here sooner than we know. And you and I need to make sure that we have that thrilling privilege that we're excited to be God's mouthpiece, to carry the gospel to the lost, right? And snatch some one out of Satan's hands. You know, I mean, that's what it's all about. That is where we need to be. And you might say, well, well why? Why, Ken? Why are, why are you even telling us this? Well, let me tell you. Uh, Christopher, if you'll put that back up there, this scripture reference is the Great Commission. All right? Evangelism obeys the Great Commission. And that's what you and I were called to do. It provides an eternal blessing to you and I, those of us that have been saved. 
but in eternal turmoil and damnation to those that will go to hell because they don't know. That should drive you and I to our knees asking God, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Take me. Take me where I need to go. Show me. Let me share. I've got a story to tell. Are you there yet? Are you getting there? Or now are you starting to lose that excitement that we've been talking about? But I'm going I'm to keep you up, all right? I want to keep you up, right? This is an exciting thing. This is, this is what it's about, evangelism, right? Huh? We're God's mouthpiece. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been given an incredible gift. Not just a lifetime with him, but an opportunity here on earth to share the gospel with others. Man, it's a beautiful thing. Can you remember the very first time that you had a chance to share with someone and they accepted Jesus? Wow. Can you remember that very first time? How long ago was it? Was it yesterday? Was it last week? Was it a year ago? Was it a couple years ago? Maybe it was longer than that. Let's look at Romans 10, 14. And Scripture says, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And God's word continues on in Romans 10:17. And it says in 10:17, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ so when you and I as followers and believers of the gospel when we read this does it get you excited is there something inside that's turning that wants and makes you keep moving that makes you go when you and I read stuff like this that's what I feel. I need to make sure that I go, that I keep moving, that I'll allow myself to be used. Not standing still, not reading a stop sign. Some of us even have difficulty with that. <laughs> yeah. So the next blank on your page is share the good news about Christ. We want to be sharing that good news about Christ. What's really cool that you, when you and I have an opportunity to share the good news about Christ, we're talking about the gospel message of God. This is what God has given to you and I, the gospel message of God. And Paul explains this really in a great way. He explains the gospel message of God for all nations. 
and it's regarding God's Son. If we're not talking about Jesus, we are not talking about the gospel. Did you get that? If we're not talking about Jesus, we are not talking about the gospel. And let's look at Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And this is a great way that Paul explains it for us. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the gospel message of Christ right there. There's so many different areas in Scripture that we can use. And when we break down the gospel message of God, it's all about Jesus. No matter how we break it down, there's one person that you're going to see, and that is Jesus. And the gospel celebrates Jesus in four different ways. This is pretty cool. All right, so now we're going to start getting into, we've been talking about the message, right? The message is never going to change. The message will always remain the same to those of us that are followers, that are saved, that have been called, that love God. The message is not going to change, but the method will. Amen? Amen. So that is what's really, I, I, I look at it as exciting and fun. I almost said ex-fun. That was, could be a new word. I, I like that, yeah. But when we look at that, the gospel celebrates these four things about Jesus. And here they are, and this is what we're going to look at. He came, he died, he rose, he's coming back. Can you say that with me? He came, he died, he rose, he's coming back. Do you believe that this morning? When you and I take the opportunity, we know the message, but when we can tie in a method that makes us feel comfortable, what it does, it, it keeps us focused, okay? It keeps us focused and on track to make sure that we're sharing the good news. And here's an example. I wanted to share this example this morning. It might be familiar to some of you, but this is an example of how we use Scripture and we tie in a method. So we take... He came, he died, he rose, he's coming back. And it looks like this. Does that look familiar to anybody? And what's really cool is, this is just a neat example of something you could even carry on your cell phone with you. If you had an opportunity in just a simple, special way, and you didn't have a lot of time, but you had an opportunity to share the gospel with someone, you could use this method. And, of course, I like the method that it doesn't have any words in it. But the original method that this was taken one was from an old praise chorus that was written 
many, many years ago. And that praise chorus was, Lord, I lift your name on high. Is that familiar to anybody? Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save me. And here's where the gospel message comes. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt you paid from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky Lord I lift your name on high and the reason why the arrow comes back down is because as believers and followers of Christ we know he's coming back what a great method that you could use. And again, this is an, just a, a simple example of how that gospel message was used in that praise course years ago, and people are still using it today, just like you may have that opportunity, just in a simple course where the gospel message is presented. And at that time, remember, boy, we, we have so many neat tools that are right at our fingertips that we can carry. So when we're looking at different types of methods of evangelism, there, there are many, but we want to make sure that we always focus, no matter what method that we use in evangelism, we always need to make sure that the gospel message is presented. We're not going to waver and sway and, 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 and give up the gospel in any way to try to give a pitch to somebody. That's not how it works. We're going to give them the truth. We're going to give them the gospel. We're going to share the gospel message. It must be presented in no matter what type of method that we use. That can't change. Let me tell you what Paul says, and this is a great encouragement to you and I. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, it's not going to come up on the screen, so I'm just going to read it to you. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who have been saved, it is the power of God. To the Jews, it's a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, it's foolishness, but to those who are being called by God, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. When you and I have an opportunity to share the gospel, that's all we need to share. If you feel that you don't have something to say or you can't think or whatever, it's the gospel that you need to use. Read it, have it on your phone. Use it from your card. Wherever you might have it, share it. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Right? And I'm telling you, woo, because sometimes we may be in a situation that that's, that's all I got. All I got is the gospel, and that's what I'm going to share. And because there's nothing that you and I can do to save anyone, there's nothing that you and I can do to draw them to Christ. It's Christ alone. He's the one that's working on our behalf and behind us, helping us along as we're going.
So here's uh, some examples of different types of methods of, of sharing in evangelism that I wanted you to be able to look at today. So I, had, I put them up on, on, on a slide so you can at least take a minute just to look at some of them. And these are just a few. Uh, there's a top 20 that you can look at. You can go ahead and Google it and check it out. But uh, I just wanted to put a, a couple up here just for you to look at because some of, it, some of these may be uh, familiar to you. And if you see something or, or want to learn one of these, I'd be more than happy to spend some time with you. Not today, but um, at a later time. And, and I would love to, to go through it. And, and you can go and look at these and say, wow, I really like how this shares the gospel. Because some of these are... are not only are they exciting, but they're fun. Man, when you and I have an opportunity to share the gospel, it's a cool thing, right? And the moment, if you've never had that opportunity to lead someone to Christ, at that moment, it should be only the beginning because, man, you're going to be excited. You're going to want to do it more. And these are great things. The, the pray and say, and it was kind of interesting after I had already put these in uh, and sent them in to Annie and she put them in here, I didn't really start thinking about them, but, but praise God for reminding me. The pray and say, my best friend when we were living in Florida totally caught me off guard. And he came in a, a time in his life when he just hit rock bottom, lost his wife, didn't know what to do. That was the only thing that I could do. At that moment, I just didn't know what to say. You know, so I just started praying with him. And I just let God do what God does. And through that, God saved him. There's a gospel journey. Gospel journey is pretty cool. It's a, it's a little longer process, right? You got six steps. I like four. Four's good, but... Then you got the one-minute gospel. Man, hey, you can get this down, and, and really it's less than one minute. You do a good job on it. You can share the gospel in less than one minute. Woo! But uh, then there's a five-finger method, so you can go through that. Uh, the Romans Road. Anybody familiar with the Romans Road? Yep. I met my wife at Bible college, and we were studying in, in the cafeteria one evening, and, and uh, so me, you know, the old righteous spiritual leader, and, and I just had met her, you know, I said, all right, hey, share your testimony with me. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you know, hey, you know, when, when, when God saved you, man, when, when you, just, you just knew that it, it was all about God, man, and you just got on your knees, you, know, you knew you were a sinner, you know, you failed, and, and man, you just wanted to give God your life start fresh start over start new you know and I kind of got carried away going on and on and, and literally she just said man I'm sorry Ken I don't even know what you're talking about and so I had my Bible with me right there while we were studying and I used the Romans road and shared scripture with her and walked her down that road She gave her life to Christ. That's how we met. That's how we started. You know, so when you look at, at some of these, you may already be able to connect, you know. And, and, and there's so many more. But let me tell you, you know, God has given you and I such an incredible opportunity. You know, guys, especially, you want to know this $20 bill method? That's fun. 
Because let me tell you, when you take a $20 bill and you crumple it up and you throw it on the ground, there's nobody that's not going to go after it, right? Everybody wants that. It doesn't matter what it looks like, and that's what you, that's what you start sharing Scripture with. It doesn't matter what we look like. We're still worth it. So it's kind of cool. Three-circle method. Man, that's, that's an awesome. That's great for you to share with your kids and with youth. That's awesome. But then we got gospel message for kids. We got to remember moms and dads, grandma, grandpa. We got to remember our grandkids, our children. We got to be sharing the gospel with them. Man, because they're the ones that get excited and should keep us excited about what's going on in the wordless book. And I know I could keep going on and on with this, but uh, that is, uh, that's just some good stuff and, and just some great examples of methods. These are methods. Remember, the gospel doesn't change, but the methods can. We can, we can use different methods that are comfortable with us, that keep us excited and how we want to share the gospel with, with the lost. It's a good thing. Whew. All right. So as we continue to uh, kind of work through this whole process, as a church, we've chosen to do something uh, at this time of the year, and that's going through a new book together, right? And what's the name of that book? Oh, yeah. Uh, how many have that book? Oh, okay. What's the name of that book? Anyone but me, right? And so what we're going to do is we want to share Jesus without fear, right? That's what it's all about. Share Jesus without fear, right? All right, so, yeah, so Ray Comfort, he's an incredible author, and he's walking us through that, right? And he's got some incredible YouTube videos that you can use to, uh, for encouragement and, and for lessons on, on how to do that. And uh, so uh, as we work through our fear, we want to keep moving, Right? And uh, so I got some questions, but also as we keep moving, this is a pitch to our life group leaders. Keep moving. All right? Go. Don't get hung up. You're on chapter three this week. We're not on chapter two. We're at least on chapter three, and we're going to move forward every week. If you've got people in your life group that can't be there, make sure you print out the questions, send them to them. Make sure they get them. Keep them going, right? Keep moving. We're not going to, oh, well, we need to kind of pull back, and we're going to go through chapter 2. No, no, you're not. Okay? We've already been there. We went through chapter 1 and 2, and now it's 3. This week, today, starts 3. So that's what we want to encourage you to do. Keep moving, okay? We want to work through it. So I, uh, as we continue to do that, um, it's really cool. And so just to kind of help you walk through and what we're looking at right now are some questions that would maybe help you in that process. So here they are. And so these are questions that we can start in our conversation when we're talking to someone. And the first question is, do you have any kind of spiritual beliefs? Well, that's kind of easy, isn't it? Right? And it's not offensive to anyone. Can you say that? Say that. Do you have any kind of spiritual? All right, that was pretty easy, right? It was weak, but it was easy. All right, let's look at the next question we could ask. Do you, to you, who is Jesus? Say that one. To you? And you might get a shoulder shrug, and they might say, I don't know. But then they might have an explanation for you. But then you can ask them, do you think there is a heaven or a hell? Can you say that one? Some of you are faster than the others, but that's okay. 
we want you to be comfortable in your own skin so you can read it slower or you can read it faster whatever is comfortable but yeah what a great question to be able to ask somebody right and usually it's only a one word answer right and how about the next one if you died tonight where would you go can you say that one ask them that one And then the fifth, the last one, by the way, if what you believe isn't true, wouldn't you want to know? Ask them that one. Hmm. And so what's really cool about that question, if you take the opportunity and ask these questions in that order, what's really cool is it... Um, it moves your conversation that you're having with them from a select secular view to a spiritual view. And the moment you ask them this question right here, wow, if they answer yes, that's an open door. That's an open door for you then to share the gospel. And yes, you already have it, and you're holding it, or you're wearing it right now. Can it be that simple? Yeah. And if, if the gospel is all you have, that's what you give them. You know, you can use this, <coughs> excuse me, you can use this as your method in working through and preparing to get to this moment right here. The gospel message. So we're going to be working on this, and I want to go through this right with you now. So you all got a new card. <coughs> excuse me so in your new card you're going to see that it's got the orchard see the orchard on it it's really cool and so uh, I'm really liking these so I just want to go through these with you so you're going to have a slide that's going to come up and, and let's just go ahead and identify it and let's read the scripture together out loud so that you feel comfortable doing that so the very first one is sin okay and let's read sin Romans 3.23 and it says Amen. So we got sin, then we have death, right? It's sin, death, love, faith, and life. And so this is death, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is... <laughs> and the next would be love. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then the fourth one is faith. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Wow. And the very last one is life. And that's in Romans 10, 9, and 10. And it says, if... If you're here this morning 
and you've never heard the gospel message before. You just did. What a great tool. Keep it in your pocket, in your purse, in your wallet. What a great opportunity that we have to share Jesus with others. In 1986, I started a new career. And my new career was uh, as a certified professional licensed locksmith. And I'm still in that trade today after 37 years. At that same time in 1986, I also had a family, my wife Audrey, and we had three daughters that were five and under. So started a new job, family, and I was also working and serving uh, in music ministry, three services every Sunday, two contemporary in the morning and one traditional in the evening. And at the same time, I was also doing deacon ministry training. I wasn't doing the training. I was in the training myself. And what we were doing at that very time was sharing, learning to share our faith. And uh, in going through that whole time, it was a Friday morning, and uh, I was at work getting loaded up because I, had, uh, I was in Boca Raton, Florida, and uh, I was serving all of South Florida, and I had some appointments in Miami. So everybody familiar with Miami? 95 South from Boca Raton, right? So uh, I got my van loaded up, and I'm, I'm heading down. Going down because I got, I got three service calls in North Miami Beach. Then I got to get back on 95, head north, take 826, do the loop around, and head out west to get to the uh, Miami International Airport. So I had a service call I needed to do there. So the big deal on, on Fridays down there is the same here. Get in and get out as quick as you possibly can, right? So that was my goal. And so I had already been down North Miami Beach. I took care of three customer accounts that I needed there, and, and I'm looking at my watch. I'm watching, and uh, so I get back out on 95. I'm heading north, and I'm going to get in the lane, the exit ramp to take 826 so that I can loop back out around and get to the airport. Well, I get in the, in the, in the exit ramp, and I'm, I'm heading out there, and all of a sudden right in front of me, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm driving pretty, pretty easy right there because you can't get going fast yet, and uh, so I'm, I'm pulling over, and here on the side of the road, I see there's an, an older gentleman, and he's older than me. Not just then, but even now, okay? Just so you know, he was older than me then. But uh, so I see that this old guy, and just as I am pulling up by him, I'm watching the car fall off the jack, and it falls over and it's on the side of the road so me I, I pull over on the side and I, I put my van on the other side of his car and uh, okay just to kind of get you preface what's taken place already I went through my high school years working for a Firestone dealership a friend of my mom and dad's from church okay so changing tires I had done a thousand times it was nothing new I knew where the spare was in every car that was made how to get it out how to put it back in where all the tools nothing was new it was it was easy okay but also not only did I know that but before I left my office that morning I had a little bit of time with God and I said okay God today's Friday I'm ready I'm ready God if you can use me today I want you to use me I'm ready if you want me to share you with somebody today I'm ready put them in front of me let's do it 
And that's how I left the office in the morning. Well, I didn't know that this, this was going to happen. And I wasn't even thinking about that. So I pull over, get out of my van. I come back. I have, I have the, the older gentleman that's there. I said, hey, let me help you. All right, you go, go ahead and just uh, be with your wife because she was still sitting in the car with the door open. We're in Miami. It's hot, okay? It was very hot, all right? And, of course, I got my, I got my work shirt on. says who I am, my company, short sleeve, but I'm hot. It's hot outside, all right? But uh, so I go ahead and I got get going, you know, and I'm jacking the car back up, get everything, everything in, take the tire off, put the spare on, put the tire back, back in, and, and I'm back in the trunk and I'm bolting everything down. And the old guy comes around and he comes right up into the trunk with me and, and he's got his wallet out and he's trying to pull money out. And wow, and okay, I'm, I'm leaning over and I'm dripping. I got their sweat just dripping all over me, you know. And, uh, and I said, listen, I said, I said hey, I, I can't take your money. I said, listen, man, I asked God to give me an opportunity to share him with somebody today. I didn't know this is how it was going to be. <laughs> and so I said, hey, this is, all, this is all I got, man. I said, listen, God loves you, and so do I, and I am so thankful that I could, I could help you right now. And I said, I can't take your money, but i tell you what, you know, I trust that you, you have an opportunity to worship God this weekend on Sunday. And I said, when you do, I said, give him praise and thank him for who he is and for his provision and for his protection over you today. And I said, give that money back to the local church and we'll trust that they'll use it to help make a difference in the life of someone else. And man, this guy was just, he, he was bawling. And, uh, you know, so I just, I put my arm around him, just give him a hug. And the moment I did that, there was a car coming by us, and boom, they blow a tire right here next to us, and they pull over off the side of the road. I said, okay. I said, love you, man. I closed his trunk, and, uh, you know, and he was just, and, and, I, and I go over there. So now here's an, another um, a man and woman. They're kind of middle-aged. And uh, so I go over there, same thing. Same thing, this guy opens his trunk and he's standing there and he says, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I said, let me help you. So I just jumped in. Man, got the spare out, got the jack out, jacked the car up, took the tire off, put the spare on, put the bad tire in the trunk and I'm bolting it down, okay? And so while I'm leaning in, bolting down, I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> really perspiring at this time, Okay. Same thing happens again. The guy was talking with his wife. He comes back out, and now he's pulling money out of his, out of his wallet. And, and I just, again, I said, why? Well, I said, man, I'm sorry. I, I can't take your money. I said, I asked God to give me an opportunity to share him with someone. I, don't, didn't, I didn't expect this way. I didn't know this. And, and so, you know, that, that's, that's all I had for him. Uh, it was hot, you know, and my focus, really, my focus that whole time was changing the tire. I can do that. Knock the tire out. But hey, just take an opportunity, just a few seconds to tell them that, hey, listen, God loves you. And so do I. And I said, I can't take your money. But I said, you know, if you have an opportunity, I said, go to church this weekend with your wife. Worship. Give God praise. Thank him for his protection and for his provision. And, and you know, give that money back to the church. And, and you and I will trust that they'll use it to help make a difference in the life of someone else.
And this, this guy, again, man, he just, he couldn't even talk. He's, he's just bawling, you know. And, uh, and his wife, she was listening the whole time. So she's up there, she's crying. And, uh, and, and just that, that moment, you know, I just, I put my arm around him and I said, hey, I said, thanks for giving me the opportunity. And then, boom, a third car comes by again now between us and blows a tire right there, right next to us and pulls back over on the other side of the road. So I said, I said, okay, man, here we go. I closed his trunk. <laughs> And I go over, and so this one was up past my van. So the same thing, three times, right then, boom, boom, boom. I asked God, I said, I'm ready. I'm ready. Put somebody in my path. And that's what happened. And I did the same thing for, the, for that woman, the third time, third in a row. And let me tell you, by the time I was done, I was really, I was really hot. It was hot. I was sweating. I was. But, you know, I jumped back in my van because I still, I, I was still thinking now, and I'm thinking about work. But I looked, at my, I looked at my clock, my watch, and I go, wow. It only took me 30 minutes to do all three of those cars. And, and I just said, wow, God, you saved me time for lunch. <laughs> so I, I thought that was cool, you know, so... So I had my lunch. So, so it, it was just, you know, what an incredible opportunity that God gave me. And for me, that was really the very first time that it was just like, you know, boom. All right, here you go. This is how, this is how I work, you know. So that, that's the neat thing. So, you know, the question that I can ask you, you know, are you available? Would you even be willing to tell God? You ready? Would you be willing to ask him to use you to put someone in your path that you could share him with? However, it might not be changing flat tires, but however he would choose. You know, are you willing? Listen, someone desperately needs to hear the gospel today today will you be God's mouthpiece and that brings us to our last fill in the blank on your page God use me as your mouthpiece God use me as your mouthpiece 